0: It's Super Bowl Friday, we've somehow made it. I don't know how the hell that happened. Oh, now I know how. The Nets imploded this week. Yes! What a fantastic way to get through. One and oh. What is typically the slowest week of the year, but we've made it to Super Bowl Friday. We'll have picks for Chiefs and uh, Eagles. We'll break it down. We'll prop your faces off and we'll have a good time doing it because the end of the football season is now 48 hours away. But I'll tell you something right now. I'm a diehard Jet fan. Evan's a diehard Jet fan. You are living in a Jets world, people. We get two guys into the Hall of Fame. We win the Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. We win the Defensive Rookie of the Year Award. We win the Executive of the Year Award. We win the Mascot of the Year Award. We won the Hottest Cheerleaders of the Year Award. And now the question is, can we continue on our path? Towards next year's championship. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? And still finished under five hundred, and missed the playoffs. This is what we (laughs) did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was most proud of Joe Is before my time, but I know the fight that Jet fans had for many, many years for him to be in the Hall of Fame. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the older Jet fan. But (sighs) Darrell Revis... That's satisfying because before I was pissed about DeGrom leaving, wow. I was pissed about moving on from Revis. and That killed me. And what killed me even more is, okay, wise trade coming off the major injury to Tampa. But then a year after that, he's in New England and he's winning a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl that's only won because Russell Wilson throws an interception. Right. right? And then Darrell comes back and didn't really have the greatest time here, especially week 17 against the Bills in 2015. But here's what's beautiful about Darrell Reeves Jet fans adore him. Jet fans love him. Jet fans are proud that he's a first bout Hall of Famer. Yet while I was here at this radio station, while you were here at this radio station, Darrell Reeves was disliked by a lot of Jet fans. Uh, well, for a couple reasons. I know. Uh, the first of which is Darrell Reeves essentially held out and renegotiated his contract every year he was a Jet. Yeah. Now, he also was one of the smartest businessmen that's ever had a helmet and shoulder pads on because he always won. Uh, but it turned people off. Uh, you know, it's funny that you bring it up because you're right. Of course, winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots doesn't help matters either. And then coming back, but he was the best player we've had in this franchise with all due respect to other good players in a very, very long time. That being said, I would say, by the way, just real quick, I would say pound for pound, he was the best player who ever played for the New York Jets. I wouldn't argue it. I wouldn't argue it. He
1: was the best. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And uh, it's great to have a guy that we got to see at an age where we can appreciate it and enjoy it and look back and go, I saw every game that guy played. Yeah, we don't have a lot of those guys uh, well, but, in. But you're partially wrong, and I think that's the thing that still well, bothers who did we me. Get, who did we get to see Two like that? No, no, no. no I'm, that's not what I'm disagreeing oh, yeah, with. We didn't see every game he played because he played about 35 of them with Tampa Bay, New England, and then I don't even clap not the not Chiefs. Every game is a Jet. We no, saw no. his whole Jet career. But it annoyed yeah. me because there are certain guys who need to be on your team for their entire career. Okay. Well, and that's a different like way to look at it. Okay. No, and that's the way yeah. I do look at it, and it's, just, it's bittersweet. It really is what it comes down to, because I love Darrell Reeves. You didn't get Darrell pain, for every single game he played in football. It pained me. Right. I argued with the audience, and I'm not sure what side you were on, so I'm not accusing you of anything, yeah. but I argued with Jet fans in 2013. We can't trade him. He needs to be a Jet for life, and it bothers me that he did, and it bothers me that he went to New England and won a Super Bowl. Now, I still love him, and I think the Jet fans have shown you in the last 12 hours, they still love him. Despite all the misgivings they had, and you laid it out, the holdouts numerous times, the contracts, he's still a great player who we adore despite, A, not playing his whole career with the team, which should have happened, and then the other things that you mentioned. And it's a reminder that a decade from now, that's the way DeGrom will be viewed. You have to remember, I say this all the time, uh, time heals a lot of things. You look at guys differently the farther away you get from their career, you know, so there are moments and there are people they are just as big a Jet fan as you are and I am who uh, really had a problem with Darrell Revis. I get that. Uh, for you know, for contract holdouts, for, you know, all the stuff that took place. Obviously, we didn't win as much as we wanted, all that kind of jazz. Uh, but the reality is this. The further you get away from the guy's career, the more you can appreciate the career. And Darrell Revis, whether Evan's exactly right or not, it's not even the point— is one of the great players to ever wear our jersey. And the fact that he gets in on the first ballot and the fact that we got to enjoy seeing him here and he uh, seems to be proud to be a Jet and said all the right things about his Jet career as opposed to his NFL career is great, man. It's awesome. And uh, listen, I saw Joe Klecko play. I remember sitting next to Boomer all those years and uh, as much as Boomer and I bust each other's balls, you know, Boomer's opinion on what makes a great football player should be respected. He played the sport and is an NFL MVP. And he used to tell me something that I could never appreciate. You could, uh, could never appreciate it from the standpoint of being on the field with those guys is that Joe Klecko was unguardable. Joe Klecko played multiple positions and nobody wanted that matchup. Anthony Munoz, who we, by default, had to have on every show we ever did from (laughs) the Super Bowl, despite the fact he had nothing new to say after year four, and yet we did it 10 consecutive years anyway, and I love Anthony, but that's a reality, that's a fact. And, oh, by the way, they did it again this year. Did they? Yes, they did. (laughs) It was the only guest they had all week, Uh, and it was Anthony Munoz, right? (laughs) Right. And he would tell you, as the greatest left tackle to ever play football, the one guy, not that he feared him, because he obviously don't fear anyone yeah. when you're Anthony Munoz, but the one guy that gave him fits was Joe Clecko. Look, I think just knowing Pro Bowl at three different positions and also a guy who was a career jet till the bitter end and then spent one year in Indianapolis and you try to
1: delete it from your memory. And the
0: beauty of <laughs> Klecko, unlike certain other guys in this town, while, well, yes, if you ask the question, he would always tell you, of course, it would be a great honor. Joe Klecko did not spend his entire retired life actively uh, pursuing and pitching and marketing himself to be a Hall of Famer. He'd answer the question if you asked it. Because I'm sure you guys have had him on. We had him on, obviously. But he wasn't a self-promoter. And I'm just really happy for Joe Klecko that he's in. The promoting of Joe Klecko came from the Jet fan of the mid-'80s and early-'80s. The Jet fan who watched him. The Jet fan who knows that's a guy who deserves to be in Canton. And I'm thrilled for him. And so you're right. the, The awards for Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner... You know what? I I'll tell you why it doesn't matter at all to me. I watch them play. I know how good they are. Yeah. I don't need, or maybe they do, and that's fine. I don't need as a fa- and a fan them to win an award to tell me what I just witnessed. Well, listen, winning, they're brilliant young players. Winning the award didn't get them into the playoffs. This is the ultimate thing here that we're getting at? Right. Yeah, we have two great young players. Uh, it uh, it it tells you that Joe Douglas did do a really good job in last year's draft to have two guys, obviously being rookies of the year, offensive and defensive. But he's got to do a lot more work, of course. Like that accolade doesn't win games. Let's go win some games. Like the Giants had a big award last night. Brian Dayball was the coach of the year, and I think you'd agree with me. Well deserved. Should have been the guy. You agree? They got it right. Coach of the year. Yes, I think Brian David was the coach. I spoke of the for year. five seconds. Was it that boring? No, no. I was. I thought I saw breaking news, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I apologize. Yeah, the Nets uh, traded Kevin Durant. I know. No no. <laughs> no, no. I thought it was announced that Tiger Woods was playing the Masters, but I read it wrong. He's playing the Genesis, oh. which is uh, his sponsor. He's not the Hyundai or the truck or whatever it is uh, that he was driving when he had the accident. That's what I was going
1: to say. Isn't that the same tournament he got hurt? Yeah, I yeah. think
0: that's the tournament. What it, is it? Three years now or two? Uh, now? I think it was two, two. years. So uh, he's going back, and he's uh, playing in that tournament. I apologize. What? I saw a blurb on TV. I, I I thought it was something else. All I was saying oh, is no. Brian a- Dable deserves coach of the year. you right he does. Listen, I know the argument against it, but it's a silly <laughs> argument. Well, he was 9-7-1. Yeah, Brian Dable turned a franchise around that had no expectation this year with a quarterback that was most likely was on his way out of town with a running back that had never lived up to expectations – and he got them into the playoffs and won a playoff game. Everyone else can shut up. Brian Dable's the coach it's, of the it's year. It's a great, deserving award, just like Garrett Wilson saws Gardner deserve theirs. But I've already gotten to the part of the football season where it's on to the next. Where it's on to, okay, now how are you going to get better? In the Jets' case, finding a quarterback. And in the Giants' case, trying to get back to the playoffs yes. again. Did you see what Brian Dable said he's doing? Yeah. Speaking he's, about getting ready for the next season? He's called uh, pulling a carton. He's having a case of beer. Yep. A plate of nachos. And tomorrow he will start looking forward to next year. Uh, excuse me, Monday. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, that's my guy. That's called the cartoon. Yeah, I, we I mean, call that a carton. That's right. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's exactly right. When that's I saw right. that, I thought that. I didn't see the NFL Award show because I was watching the new look Brooklyn Nets begin the post Durant era with a victory. Do we call How that? Great was that is the post Durant era also known as? The homophobic era? Oh, don't, don't, don't do Is this. that the era where we as an organization uh, denounce uh, the gay lifestyle? First of all. okay. Or is, man, that, or is there something else we're doing? I thought. I'm just so I know, because I, I don't know. They have weird promotions I, there. I don't know. I thought yeah. that with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant <laughs> gone, it would just be basketball. Nobody would care. I, would I think I, so. And there'd be no controversies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and my man Cam Thomas, who had a rough night last night in the first half, then bounced back, got to the line a bunch of times, made some plays. Yeah. I, I like what I saw despite three for 16 from the field. If you missed it, he made a comment in a post-game interview with Spencer Dinwiddie that, well, it was on the heels that the can set up for. It was on the the heels of when Spencer Dinwiddie was spoke with the press once they found that he was being traded for uh, for Kyrie Irving. Spencer Dinwiddie said, "We may not be the best package of guys in return, to be honest, but we're the best looking." Right, and there's a funny little line. He acknowledged that he's not as good as uh, Kyrie, but that he's a good-looking guy. So last night after the game, yeah, Cam didn't have 40 for the fourth night in a row. The Nets win a game; they're very happy about it. You know, young and exuberant guys. Yeah, totally respect that. And they had a really good second half. And uh, the I forget who's doing the interview. I apologize for that. Jared Greenberg. All right, so Jared Greenberg is talking to uh, Dinwiddie and, and Cam Thomas, <laughs> and they're just two young guys who are excited. And the the, the comment comes up about them being good looking guys. And really, like, almost under his breath, to be fair about it, Cam Thomas very quickly utters a phrase. It's a two-word phrase that I'm not going to repeat here. But it the first word is no, and the second word rhymes with no. Right. I'll leave it at that. That's fair. You can see Dinwiddie immediately goes, oh, no.
2: <laughs> it was like, he's it's spe- like come Spencer on, no man. Spencer immediately.
0: Wait, don't, didn't you feel that way? Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, come on, man. And listen, it's offensive. I will say this: he apologized immediately. And not only did he apologize, I want to defend him because he's 22 years old. He he made a mistake. He shouldn't have said it. We yes. all know that. Not only did he apologize on Twitter immediately, it came across like genuine, like it didn't go through a PR department. It was oh crap, I yes. I messed up. Let me fix it. And it was so funny. So I went to the game last night. I'm leaving the game, and what I was doing while I was leaving the game, and you call this geeky, whatever. I went into net Spaces. To hear fans talk about this team. Which is like on Twitter, you could have open group conversations and there's a moderator and you talk about the game. So one of the guys said, you know what I really loved is it feels like the guys all like each other. Watch the Dinwiddie interview. It was just so much fun. So I said... You know, that's. let me listen to that. I'm going to the car. I want to hear it. So I go on my phone. I rewind my uh, DVR on my phone from the DirecTV now, and I get to the interview. And I'm listening, and I'm happy, and I'm like, God, I feel good. Did you have to play it back a couple times to hear it? I heard something. I was like, excuse me, what was that? Oh, Jesus. I pressed the rewind button. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, not good. (laughs) Uh, And the NBA has already fined him $40,000. So they do have a no-tolerance policy. Uh, Listen, there are different levels of verbal crimes. Uh, He shouldn't have said it. It is offensive, of course. No one's going to deny that, but I'm with you on this. It was an immediate apology. I happen to think he was sincere, and we're not going to now castigate this guy as the worst human being on earth. You're allowed to be 22 and make a mistake with your words and get past it, and hopefully he'll be allowed to do that. One weird thing about Cam, Cam Thomas has been known as never smiling. Like, that's his thing. He's very serious look, and he was asked a couple weeks ago, you know, why don't you ever smile? Yeah. And he m- made a line that became a meme, and he says, because bleep ain't funny. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just not funny. Yeah. And so here he is actually being non-serious yeah, for the right. first time. He's being glib. And he got himself a little bit Listen, and, it's, I, and I think we can all move on from it. Uh, I hope, uh, listen, I, I am not a member of that community, uh, so I respect the extra sensitivity if you're not going to move on from it. But he is a kid. He made a mistake. He apologized for it. And hopefully we can move on from it. 877 uh, 337 We got this great offseason for the Jets. Not sure what that means uh, for next football season. But we got a lot of work to do now, namely getting a quarterback. And here's what we know for sure right now in the moment. The New York Jets apparently have no interest at all in Derek Carr. And I'm not suggesting Derek Carr is the answer or should be the answer as long as Aaron Rodgers is still undecided or unsigned or who knows what the hell that guy's doing. But I am very surprised that the New York Jets have not at least called New New Orleans, called Las Vegas, found out what the asking price is, and agreed to it for the simple token that it allows them to then talk to Derek Carr. I think the problem is— I'm very bothered by that. So here's why I'm not, and I'm surmising here. I think it's all a timing issue. The Derek Carr situation is likely to be sorted out soon after the Super Bowl. The Aaron Rodgers situation isn't because he hasn't made a decision on what he wants to do. The Packers haven't made a decision on what they want to do. And I think it's obvious, if you read the tea leaves on the things Woody Johnson has said, they want Aaron Rodgers. Price is no op- no cost. No, like, it should have been, right? They're not afraid of that. So I think their number one option, their number two option, the number three option is Aaron Rodgers. Now, it's fair to bring up, but what if they don't get him? Because Aaron Rodgers could simply come out of that cave that he's going into, whatever the house, the thing, whatever it is, and simply say, I want to end my career as a Packer. That's not taking a shot at the Jets. No, I get it's, that. It's, you know what? I don't want to move. I don't want to learn a new system. I happen to be really happy in Green Bay. I love the fans. The is pretty good to me, blah, blah, blah. I ain't going nowhere. Now what do you do? Now you don't have Rodgers. No, we acknowledge, not your fault. And now you don't have Derek Carr right, either. I acknowledge, and I think we all do, there is a huge, huge drop-off. Right. But they're going for the jugular, so, which I appreciate. I agree with you, but... Having a conversation doesn't require you to sign a guy or make a deal. Well, it requires you to agree on a compensation deal. But you don't have to. You don't have to sign him. I get it, but for what? If this because I be, want to know. You know what this is going to be sorted out in days after the Super Bowl. Rodgers won't be. Well, I mean, listen, when does Rogers go into this stupid uh, blockade? Ha- I bet you after the Super Bowl. I bet well, he, wants to watch he said the game. weeks away. It's on his calendar. So it's weeks away. Well, that's what he said so on Tuesday. So there you go. So, again, it just proves my point timeline-wise. Yeah. It's not going to work with Derek Carr. And I get that the drop-off after Rogers and Carr is huge. huge. You've gone through that? Yep. I understand that. So you were allowed, you're willing to throw it all in one basket, I, right? think, I think it's—I wouldn't phrase it that way. Right, so you d- phrase things a certain that's way. That's what you're doing, though. I'm throwing the deep bomb. That's you're, what I'm doing. But I'm not checking down. Pardon me. It's fourth and six. Okay. It's fourth and six. It's fourth and six. Yeah, and I'm trying to throw a touchdown. Are uh, you throwing a 10-yard uh, crossing pattern to keep the ball going? Or are you going for the the end zone? See, I wouldn't look at it that way. Do you remember the last play of the Giant-Viking game when Kirk Cousins threw it like a few yards short of the first down marker on fourth down? Yes. That's trading for Derek Carr, right? Throwing it up to (laughs) Justin Jefferson in double coverage. He's going after Aaron Rodgers. I think that is a perfect analogy. All right. Speaking of Kirk Cousins... Did you see him singing last night? I did not. What was he singing last night? He took a song of Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been Gone and turned it into a celebration that Tom Brady's gone and that maybe he has a chance to win. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, and Kelly Clarkson... So we we, might actually... Do we respect the song? Did he do a good job? I thought he Did Kelly Clarkson like it? Kelly loved it. Kelly was like, boy, I didn't know you had such a good voice. That was really (laughs) good. And then Kelly, who I think has... Kelly's the Cat's meow. Top 15 voice of all time? No, don't get crazy. When was she on that list? I don't know. I don't don't think she's on the list. Excuse me? I don't think she made the list. She wasn't on the list. list. Then the list should be burned. But I'll I'll do you a solid, and I did this this morning. I went through and I listened, because as you know, my favorite song of all time is the national anthem, right? Yes. I went back early this morning, and I listened to every Super Bowl national anthem that (laughs) has ever been performed. You sound like me now. Right? Yeah, like you do it with weird sports stuff. I'm a weirdo. I went back at like 3 o'clock this morning, and I, the very, do you know the very first national anthem of Super Bowl? No. It was not Super Bowl one. It was not Super Bowl two. what does that mean? They weren't doing the national anthem? They did anthem? not sing the national anthem before those Super Bowls. Really? Yep. The very first Super Bowl that had a national anthem sung was 1974, a guy named Chuck something or other. Mm-hmm. All right? And he was a country music star of, of the uh, of the era. Okay. He was the first one, 1974. Google me, and I'm going to beat your ass if you fact me. I'm not Googling me. that. You're I'm fact checking you. I see what you're you're you Do you fact-checking me. You know what I'm fact-checking? Yeah, I know exactly what you're Super fact-checking. Super Bowl I, because there had to have been an anthem they before Super Bowl They did not sing Bowl the national anthem as a, as a part of the Super Bowl the way they do today. See, they did. The pride of Arizona, Michigan no. marching band, and the UCLA That's a marching choir. band It was not sung by That's, a no, by like a person celebrity. Did the national anthem. No, they did not. Nineteen seventy-four was the first time they brought a recording star <laughs> in to sing the national and anthem. And in Super Bowl two is the GSU Tiger marching yes, band. Yes, again, marching bands don't count. <laughs> I'm talking about a rock star comes in and sings the ad national anthem. I was just making sure there was a national anthem. 1974, sir. Okay. All right. Look it up. I well, forget the guy's name, Chuck something or something. Char- Charlie Pride. Uh, Charlie Pride. There you go. Country music star. All right. Now, I ranked my five greatest Super Bowl national anthems of all time. Okay. Your girl's right there. Kelly? Kelly Clarkson She's is great. right there. She's fantastic. And if we accept the fact that you can't take Whitney Houston out of the number one spot for a myriad of reasons, we're really debating who's second. Beyonce. Beyonce was on my list. Look at that. See? You're showing uh-huh. some Christina Aguilera? Not on my list. And I love Christina Aguilera. Gladys Knight? Gladys Knight, not on my list. Hmm. And I love Gladys Knight and the Pips. I think the Pips got screwed, but that's another story for another day. Luke Bryan, no, nope, the Dixie Chicks. By the way, they're now known as the Chicks because they people thought the term Dixie was offensive because uh, okay. it related to the Confederate flag. Okay, my apologies. Just, they did a great version. They were and they were in the next five. They were not uh, in the top five. Tim McGraw's wife, no, sorry, Faith Hill. Jennifer Hudson made the Jennifer top five. Hudson. What song well did top you top know? five? Was that recent? Uh, maybe oh seven or nine or twelve, something like that. I believe. Anyway, I'll give you more throughout the day. Okay. Wow. All right. There are two people in the history of the Super Bowl that have been asked to perform the national anthem twice. Can I guess? I'll give you a hint. If you want a hint, they're both men. Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Negative. Billy Joel. Yes. Really. (laughs) Yes. Billy Joel has done the National Anthem twice. Who else would it be, then? One other guy that you'll never guess. Have I heard of him? You've Yeah, you've heard of him, but you don't know him. Oh, uh, I don't know. Then who? He had a big mole on his face. A big mole on his face? Yeah, he's from uh, Louisiana, I believe. I have uh-huh. no idea. You want to jump in on that, Big Mac? Aaron Neville? Aaron Neville. Oh, Aaron Neville. Really? Really? Aaron Neville and Billy Joel, the only two people on the planet who've ever been asked to sing the National Anthem... At multiple Super Bowls. Huh. How about that? How about that? You have a question about the Super Bowl nat- national anthem, I'm your guy. You really are all over it. You want to talk stats, Evan's your guy. By the way. We got you covered both what's ways. What's the
1: longest anthem?
0: Well, I don't want to keep it all out right in the first <laughs> segment. <second. laughs> I've got it. the longest, I've got the shortest. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Okay. The shortest anthem, yeah. country music star. Okay. The longest anthem, R&B star. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to hear uh, Kirk Cousins sing? We found the audio. Uh, yeah. Here's uh, Kirk Cousins singing a Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Imagine this, this word. No one ever thought this sentence would ever be said. <laughs> a Kelly Clarkson classic. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, you got it there, guys, or no? Okay, okay. Tom's won seven times, went to ten. He's on some beat, so maybe Kirk could win. Hey, you really sing. Yeah, yeah. Since he's been gone. You can really Not see bad, them. right? What? I didn't like that she cut them off, so I wanted to hear more. Okay. Okay, Kirk, always- By the way, if you want to see some really good singing, she just did a uh, a song and story uh, broadcast with Pink, mm-hmm. who's got a new tour coming out, an album. If you like Pink, it's ridiculously amazing. All right, anyway, uh, we got lots to do. 877-337-6666. Uh, I'll get all your calls coming right up as well. Uh, before you uh, accuse me of giving you bad info, when I say an R and B star has the longest one, to be more accurate, it was a duet, but she sang more of the song than he did. That's the only hint I can give you. Has the okay. longest national anthem, the longest national anthem ever was uh, two minutes. And uh, no, I apologize. I I did have it right. Okay, I got it right. R and B star. I'm totally right. I apologize. R&B star, female R&B star. How long was it? Two minutes and two a minutes and thirty-five seconds. And what's the shortest? The shortest one is one minute and thirty seconds. Wow! Or no, one minute twenty-seven. A mi- over a minute difference. One minute twenty-seven seconds is the shortest. Two minutes thirty-five seconds is the longest. Same exact song, and you could milk it for an extra minute plus. Uh-huh. huh. Well, some people don't like that. They don't like the milking. Some people say, you just go ahead and sing it and, be- and get off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and that's a very big. That's a generational thing. Older folks are like, sing the song straight, get off the stage. Younger folks like me, we like the pizzazz. Well, it depends on what the pizzazz is. We like the runs. My answer to this is it's a little nuanced. It depends what the pizzazz is. If you're changing the song completely, I don't love it. But if you've got, like, a beautiful voice and you're showing that you could hit every note, that's great. Let's go. Like, if Kelly Clarkson did that, fine. Because, again, top 15 voice of all time. Easy. Well, and the, if Rolling uh, Stone didn't include her in the top 100, it should be burnt, guys. We checked in the break. I don't think they did.
2: I'm That's pretty, ridiculous. I'm pretty
0: sure they didn't. As a matter of <laughs> fact, do you remember that Kathy Lee Gifford sang the national anthem? Yeah. I'm I, looking at a list right now. I have no idea. I watched everyone today. Was that good? No, <laughs> it was not good. It Sorry, wasn't good. Okay. it was not good at all. all right. will get your calls. We're coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Now listen. You need a home security system, right? Uh, check out my friends at Slomans. They got your back. Call 833-933-SAFE. That's 833-933-SAFE. Get a free Slomans doorbell camera that connects directly to your phone with installation of your Sloman shield. Call 833-933-SAFE. Slomans, going to give you a free customized home security system and professional installation when you use their low-cost central station monitoring. You get an LED touchscreen pad, motion detector, three arm doors, and backup battery, plus... You get a free doorbell camera that connects right to your smartphone with the installation of your Sloman Shield. It's not a cockamamie camera. It's a real-deal security system that is professionally installed and monitored 24-7. So, keep your family safe. Call my friends at Sloman's right now, 833-933-SAFE. She ranks 194, so she barely made the top 200. That's embarrassing. I thought they only did the top 150. Was it 200? I guess it was 200. Yeah, top 200. 200. Disgraceful. If you're betting on the I game, say that, it's disgraceful. disgrace. No, it's disgraceful, bro. Come on, that voice? That's disgraceful. She sang a version of that song too. Yeah. No, about no, I know since By you began, way, About Tom Brady. You, do you know what Super Bowl Kelly Clarkson sang? Uh, no, I forget. You should. They all run together. How about the near perfect Patriots season? Oh, was that her? She did the anthem for Giants Patriots. I'm trying to remember who did the halftime show that year. Don't remind me. I think it was Madonna. It was not Madonna. No. I, no. And I watched the halftime show. Oh, it was a bunch of old guys. Yeah, Am I right Tom about that? Tom Petty. Tom Petty Tom and Petty. the Heartbreakers. That yeah. was it. Yeah. That was it. Who did the second one? The one in Indianapolis. Was that Madonna? No. It was not Madonna. No. no. And I watched these stupid halftime shows. I was there.
1: I have no idea. I well, was literally here in this chair. One of the worst experiences ever. What's, what's that? Watching yeah, Super Bowl was working. Here? I was running the board for Giants Radio. So I was sitting in this chair watching it on these... Two little tiny TVs. Oh. Hearing Bob say it 15 seconds before I watched it on TV. Oh,
0: that's brutal. Oh, oh. Is that, did you have a tough time? With yeah, that? I had a rough time with it. <laughs> was that hard for you to get yes. through? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good uh, news. Good news they, for you. At least they won. If they would, the way, lost, they would have lost, they wouldn't
0: have. All right, so real quick. so you're fair. It's a fair complaint. You got to watch the giant game, the Super Bowl here. It sucks. It's part of your career arc, right? When I was in Philadelphia, WIP radio, in my first year there for, for a Super Bowl, right? Which I guess is 1994 Super Bowl. They had me do a four-hour talk show while the Super Bowl was on from a sports bar called Philly Rock Cafe while they were showing the Super Bowl in the bar. (laughs) No joke. I did a four-hour sports talk show against the Super Bowl in a bar showing the Super Bowl. So how did you handle it? What was your strategy for this? I, be- I was with Gary Cobb, former linebacker for the Eagles, the Lions, and the Cowboys. We ate a lot of wings, drank a lot of beer, uh, and we basically talked about the game. And commented about the game. Yeah, it was like a, like, com- like a companion yeah. broadcast. It was like the first ever legitimate companion broadcast. Yeah, yes. yes it was right. the Manning thing before the Manning <laughs> exactly thing. Exactly right. Go ahead.
1: WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com.
0: Adam Schefter has reported that um, Tom Brady... Officially filed the letter today with the NFL and the NFLPA, reconfirming his February 1st retirement. Which means he is now eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2028. Meaning he will get into the Hall of Fame in 2028 with J.J. Watt. And on the heels of, what, about 10 guys, 8 guys got in yesterday, right? Yeah, Between the, uh, the older guys and... Uh, Air Coriel got in as a contributor to the sport. Plus the guys like Darrell Revis and Zach Thomas and Joe Tom, blah, blah, blah. You do not want to be in the Tom Brady class, do you? Or does it not matter at that point? Well, you're going to be overshadowed, but I don't know. I mean, can't be a quarterback. I can tell you that. So Aaron Rodgers is not retiring. You don't want to be overshadowed, but you're still getting in. No, but like JJ Watt is a defensive uh, star. Right. So JJ Watt getting into the same year as Brady, he's not going to be overshadowed by Brady because he played defensive but end. He is overshadowed because it's the Tom Brady Hall of Fame class. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're right. I guess that's true. They're yeah. different players. Sure. They play different positions. But Absolutely. You don't want to be a quarterback is more importantly. Yeah, right? you're even more overshadowed. Right. Like you can't be Aaron Rodgers and now go, I'm going to retire. Wait a minute. The Brady retirement, it can't be mine. Yeah. I want i want it to be the Aaron Rodgers Hall of Fame He's, class. What is this Hall of Fame class known for? Because Joe Thomas is an all-time great. Tom, uh, Darrell yeah. is an all-time great. Uh, I'd like to refer to this Hall of Fame class as the Klecko class. That, but that's just being biased towards the passion of the Jets and the Jets fans my more... fandom, correct. Right, that's but it. overall, in general. I mean, it's Demarcus Ware, it's Joe Thomas. I'll be honest. Ronde Barber. Good for Zach Thomas getting in. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he is now, so th- good for him. Well, hold on. Good for him. I'm happy for you him. You lecture me and yeah. Big Mac when the oh, baseball Hall of Fame fam happened. I'm happy for saying, him. Saying, you know, these guys come on the <laughs> radio, they complain about yeah. who got in. Yeah, it pisses me off. And now you're making a comment. All I'm saying that is. That Zach Thomas is not a Hall of Famer. I you're doing what we do. I am very happy happy For Zach Thomas, although he's a dolphin who abused us for a number of years, good for him and his family. It's an amazing honor, he should enjoy it. I personally never thought of him as a Hall of Famer, but the fact that he's in, Craig, good for him. That's all Big Mac and I said no, about Scott Ryan. You guys yell and scream like the world's coming to an end, no, we're cri- and there's been a terrible injustice. Well, we're criticizing him as a Hall of Famer, not as a person or as a player. So you, uh, you, you, uh, I, I caught you. Really. Big Mac, I caught him. Good for him. You like not to criticize him. us. And I'm now... not being critical. I'm just saying he's not all I'm not talking about criticizing him. You yeah. criticize us for discussing the same thing. Because you guys act like somebody uh, offended your moms. Like it's, it's like, it's, and it's, that's more baseball than any other sport. There is a group of baseball fans. I think you should take pride in this, that you love the sport that much. And you know the history of it that much, yeah. that when a guy gets in that you guys don't think is worthy of the Hall of Fame, it drives you batty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hall does. of Fame's
1: different than that. We drives were talking, you crazy. We were talking about it when it came to the like LeBron. To me, I
0: don't think Zach Thomas was really a Hall of Famer, but you know what? Good for him. Yeah. I don't care. But football is very, very different. Because I think in baseball, there's the black and white aspect of, here are the numbers. These are the numbers. Right. Football statistics don't tell a story. They just don't. It's an eye test. Like, the amount of interceptions Rondé Barber had or the amount of sacks or tackles Zach Thomas had – is not what's telling, or really specifically, Joe Thomas has a left tackle. you got to watch him. Right. How do you right? What, what yeah. stat that the average person can reference yeah. will tell you how good a tackle? is? But that's or the a difference. Is. That's
1: yeah. the difference. I mean, difference. Revis is a right. great example of that because they just stayed away from him. Right. There right. was so, no right. Revis I mean, is not going right. to lead the league in interceptions. Yeah. He's not going to lead the league in interceptions. He's not going to because they just didn't throw to him.
0: You know what I think people look at? I think it's fair, and it's not perfect. All-pro shows how many times was that guy the best player in football. So in the case of... um, Which is different than Pro Bowl. Yeah, different than Pro Bowl. Look, Pro Bowl means you make Pro Bowl. It's a popularity. Here's where Zach Thomas has a case. Five times All-Pro. So five times he was considered the very best at what he did. And that's an argument for Zach Thomas because there really isn't anything else. I mean, he didn't have monster sack numbers. You think? uh, So it's not a stat based thing, while in baseball, it is more of a stat based thing. You think Nick Mangle gets in? He should. Where is he? He's got to be eligible now, right? I think so. Where does does Nick get any votes? Or no? Uh, he definitely is eligible. I don't know. I don't think he was a semifinalist this year. I don't think so either. I'm so, just looking it just to answer that on Mangold. Now, we watched him every day, so we're biased. But for the voter who didn't watch him every day, here's what you look at. He made the Pro Bowl seven times, and he was all pro twice. Is that enough as a center in the yeah, NFL It's tough to it's tough. say, hey, that guy should make it? The reason why, and again, I'm biased, is that Nick Mangle, to me was the best center in the NFL for a decade? or if he wasn't the best, he was a top center in the NFL for a couple of, for basically a decade. Yes. and he went out and played every single game. So but it's tougher to judge. Football is different because there isn't a stat. Like what are we arguing? My so, eye test versus your eye test? Nick Mangle's first year of eligibility was last year and he was not uh, one of the 26 semifinalists. Uh, and I'm assuming he wasn't either this year, but I don't know for a fact. But to me, yeah, yeah, we are biased because he's our guy. I mean, Nick Mangled's a Hall of Famer. Right, but you saying it, me saying Doesn't it, we I can't guess. sit here and, like, if we're arguing about David Wright, <laughs> we're giving you stats. Well, yeah. In football, and I think that's what makes the debate about the Pro Football Hall of Fame different and unique. We're not arguing stats. You can't even argue stats with the with the positions where the stats are, like wide receiver. How could you argue stats? The wide receiver stats today are completely different than the stats from thirty years ago. It's I mean, a different world. Kevin, Mawai, stats. isn't Kevin Mawai in the Hall of Fame now? Yeah, yeah. Well, if Kevin Mawai is in, nikki has got nah, Kevin there, Mawai right? was tremendous, though, bro. Yeah, but Mangold was just as good. He, they, they were I'd both lean. That's how spoiled I am as a Jet fan. He also the sent- Jets had Kevin Mawai as yeah. an All Pro center for six, seven, eight years, whatever it was, yeah. and then. Here's Nick Mangold. They went from Kevin Mawai to Nick Mangold. Like, yeah. how spoiled were we watching the center position? Yeah, we got, like, right. we our center's are like Packer quarterbacks. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, not now. Not anymore, <laughs> but we had a good 15 uh, year run, I can tell you that. Plus, Nick said that I could uh, yeah, induct him uh, if he got in, so. How are you going to induct him? Like, I'd be the guy that introduces him. No, me. no, no, but what would you say? Like, how would you build him? I'd have to Google it or something. Seriously? Yeah. You're gonna sit there Googling his life. Well I'll story? use like uh Chat GPT. You know, uh you know, open AI. <laughs> Like if I went if I went to uh open AI right now and said, write me uh an in um an introductory speech for Nick Mangle getting into the hall of fame, <laughs> I'd have it done in five seconds. It really would. Yeah. Like, what am I gonna say? I'm sure Nick appreciates that. I'm He's never gonna sure a- Nick would love if I did that for him. Is Tiki inducting Ronde? I think Ronde was on today, but I didn't get to hear it. On with who? With his brother, Tiki. Yeah. He's no, on no, WFM. No, no, Tiki was on today. He's out in Arizona. Yeah, but he was doing the show. Oh, they were. I thought they had a technical problem. We got. Uh, I apologize. When I turned in, he was not on. Really? So maybe I just missed it. I think they had Rondé on. Yeah, you think Tiki's a little jealous? Or you think he's just so proud? Uh, I think he, uh, can, uh, can I answer that with both? Of course he's proud. It's his brother. He loves him. But now him, do you but think he says, well, he's in. I should be in. I'm sure that goes through. Well, let me ask you this. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a jerk here. He's got over ten thousand rushing yards, over five thousand receiving yards. Do, do do players themselves who are borderline, yeah, like really look at themselves and kind of compare themselves to others and say, "I'm a hall of famer." Hundred percent. This is a joke all day, every day. Okay. Now, whether or not they publicly verbalize that, you know, some guys actually uh, go around the country uh, and drumming up interest for their candidacy. It happens. It's happened here in New York. Harry Carson did it. No, I you know, there are guys that want to be in, think they should be in, and are, have no shame about letting you know about it. Now, you know what's interesting about Tiki Brandon Tierney did something today that I once did for Boomer, but I did it privately. He did it publicly. What's that? Where he espoused his belief as the man's partner for a decade, and I respect it. That Tiki Barber should be in the Hall of Fame, right. and he put out you know his career numbers, and you know he did this, he did that, whatever the case may be. Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you a story I've never told you before. It's a new story for you. Okay? A new story. Brand new story. I love it. So I'm with Boomer. I don't know. Maybe we're in year three or four. It's going really well. We're becoming close friends the whole bit. And I'm starting to look at his stats. Right. And I don't care who's in the Hall of Fame or not. I have very little interest in the Hall of Fame. All right. Right. If you get in, great. If you don't get in, not my problem. All right. And I start making an argument on a piece of paper that you should only be judged based on what had transpired up until the day you retired. You can't judge a guy by the next generation of players because sports change, right? I agree with you about that. Right, actually, so the yeah. day you stopped, yeah. your, time, wait, your last day playing, how do your numbers stack up against everybody else that played? I agree with Not you. Not based on the guy that played for the next 20 years, right? Right, right. All right, great. So I made a little list and I said I could make an argument that Boomer's a borderline Hall of Famer and maybe should even get in. Now, I do think he's going to get in one day as a contributor because he uh, called more pl- Super Bowls on the radio than anybody else that's ever walked the uh, planet Earth. Right. And you're being on the NFL today and all this stuff, whatever. All right? So I made a phone call to the NFL Hall of Fame where I was once the uh, keynote speaker at the Hall of Fame luncheon. And I reached out. I talked to the, the director at the time. And then I reached out to a guy that Boomer knew well who does the Monday morning quarterback, Peter King. Great, Peter King, right? Okay. Peter, Peter's in the room. I guess he, he's one of the voters. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. And I said, Pete, just out of curiosity, where's Boomer when it comes to the Hall of Fame? It's the shortest conversation I ever had. What he said? He'll never get in. Just bluntly. And I said, No, I go, but you know, and I was just asking. What was his reason? I was asking reason? quizzically. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he had this amount of yards and this and that. The other thing, he goes, he's not close. He'll never get in, and nobody's fighting for it. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. So what does that mean? You fought for You didn't fight for him. Did you fight back with Peter? I was like, yeah, probably right. <laughs> <laughs> so your defense <laughs> of Boomer was just to ask a question. Well, Interesting I just figured, one. let me ask the question because this just sounds very self-serving. I really don't mean it to be. There are a lot of people in Bernard King's world that reached out to me to thank me for keeping his name alive in the Hall of Fame conversation. Right. I had nothing to do with it. I'm not. I've never taken ownership of that. I'm just a big fan. But you
1: advocated for him. I
0: advocated publicly yeah. with a big mouth on a big station for a long time that Bernard King, in my world, was a Hall of Famer. And you can make the argument his numbers don't make him a Hall of Famer. I get that argument, too. And that's a really good argument, right? Uh, but I fought and fought and fought. And he actually called me and thanked me for my support. Right. And there are people in his life that were like, you kept his name alive with people that matter who vote. And I was like, great. you know, I'm just a huge fan. Uh, But it was interesting that when I made the phone call about boom, not that I was saying, hey, how does somebody, you know, kind of vouch for a guy or ask you to consider a guy? I'm blocking the word I'm looking for uh, and he's like, no, you don't. But I don't think you advocated for he's him. He's like, he's not getting in. He ain't never getting in. The numbers aren't there. Nobody fights for him. No one's talking about him. He's right. dead. But I, and I was like, Jesus, And strong. your response was, okay, thanks for the info, goodbye. So you never actually advocated for him. I did, well, no. All you did was ask a question. I. I but I, I just said, hey, I just want to get a sense. Like, how close is it? Like, he? Brandon is at least advocating for Tiki. I, I didn't advocate. You did not advocate. Not my place to advocate. Brandon was just making the point, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Now, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, go ahead. Is Boomer Esiason a Hall of Famer in your opinion? Uh, in the NFL? <laughs> Is he a pro football Hall of Famer for what he did as a football player? That's What's not fair you to ask me Why? on this show. We give opinions about Hall of Famers all the time. I don't it's care a no distance to the Hall of Fame. Oh, come on, you just said Zach Thomas huh? shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. You just mentioned that. That's yeah. your opinion. Is Boomer, and I'm going to ask you Tiki next, so yeah. we're going to go through it. Yeah. Is Boomer a size, in your opinion, and I don't think they'd be offended. Why would they be offended? My belief is that, and I don't remember the numbers exactly in front of me, that I would have voted for Boomer to be in the Hall of Fame. I think as an NFL MVP, a Super Bowl appearance, uh, a guy that is credited with, although it wasn't his design, it was Sam Weish's, that changed the way offenses are run in the NFL, uh, which he did. Uh, with the uh, the play-action pass uh, and some of that no-huddle stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Boomer Esiason will get in as a contributor slash broadcaster, but I think his career merited serious consideration to get in. Okay. I think he was a borderline Hall of Famer. So you basically gave no answer. What do you mean? I just said a borderline Hall of Famer <laughs> that I would have, if it was up to me, if it was like 10 to 10 and I get to decide if he gets in or not, I would have kicked this fat ass right over the line into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> is Tiki love... Barber a Hall of Famer? I'd have to look at his numbers. <laughs> That's your boss way of saying no. Like, I, I view it this way. I've always viewed it this way. Just, this is just me and they, just my views on it. At some point in your career, somebody had to think of you as the best player in the league at your position. Mm-hmm. Now, was there a moment where Tiki Barber was the best running back in football? You make the argument, yeah, he was. But... He gets automatic consideration. Yeah. So I'd have to actually look at the numbers. I don't know what his numbers are. I don't think he was ever the best running back in the NFL. Then I wouldn't put him in. Yeah, that's. I mean, I actually agree with you. That's That's how I do it. No, I actually, you actually gave a reason that I try to look at as a fan too. It's why Terrell Davis is a Hall of Famer, right? Terrell Davis only had three monster seasons in the NFL, but he was so amazing in those three years, including one year where he rushed for 2,000 yards, one year where he rushed for like 21 touchdowns, that put him in. It's like the Colfax. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by the way, John Elwood didn't win the Super Bowl without him. Now, the other thing is, I, I don't know if I want to bring this up. Don Corriel his coaching resume in terms of wins and that's losses. That's why he got as a contributor. He got yes, it as a coach. Exactly. The air Coriel. got in the in the can, NFL. And that I can't argue with. Right. But based on, like, the results as a coach, no, he, he would not get it. in. Right. But that's it's very specific. You're right. He got in as a contributor. And Boomer will get in as a broadcaster slash contributor. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, you can't call more Super Bowls than anyone on the planet, and in my opinion, not being the broadcasting wing of the Hall of Fame. Plus 20 years on the NFL today, right? That's true. Yeah, so that's how I view it. No. Now, the question is, do you think he would actually show the requisite class in asking me no. to introduce him? No shot. Or do you think he'd go with, like, Sean McManus the long-time head of CBS Sports, or uh, David Burson, the, the current head of CBS Sports, nope. Nope. or he'd have his son do it. No, I know the answer. You know Phil Simms? Anthony Munoz. No. <laughs> he would not have Anthony. He only talks <laughs> to Anthony once a year the exactly. Super Bowl. Exactly! <laughs> That's my reason for it. <laughs> That's like the payback? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, here's Mike in Vermont. Mike, what's good, Cookie? Hey, how
3: you, the Robins? How you doing? What's up, Big Mike? What's up, man? <laughs> I was happy about the Jets guys, Joe Flacco, Viras, Wilson, and his homeboys Floss. Nice. Yeah, and then, you, and you know who's gonna be the next quarterback after he gets the, uh on the after the dark side? He will. Aaron Rodgers will be Batman, and uh, his uh, offensive coach be Robin. Guess who will play Alfred? Woody now, Johnson. So hold on. So Aaron Rodgers is Batman? Yeah,
0: and his offense coach will be Robin. Okay, Nathaniel Akin is Robin. And playing the role of the butler is Woody Johnson? <laughs> yes.
3: Okay. I guess it's on Gotham's shirt. Let's go read the Gotham shirt. All right, shirt. I think
0: you might have the roles here reversed a little bit, but okay, all right, all right, Gotham. all right. You know,
3: you know who wears the captain shirt? It's yes. Uh, Sala. Robert he Sala. At- he does.
0: Yes. He does. Robert Sala. By the they way, we, um, hoodie, hoodie. we just shot down another high-altitude object over the uh, coast of Alaska. Wait, are you talking oh, about I another guess- balloon, another spy balloon? Uh, I'm not sure if it's a balloon or not, but it's something. I yeah. guess
3: what? What? guess it's going to be in trouble next year. The Eagles and oh. the City next year. We're going to play them at home next year. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, everyone's well,
0: I mean, gonna be scared. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned? Mm-hmm. Are you concerned? I, mm-hmm. I think Kansas City's gonna win, though. Okay. And are you concerned at all about Aaron Rodgers not wanting to be a Jet? He'd be a Jet
3: after he see the dark side, because Batman was on the dark side. He he went to the dark side mm-hmm. too, and yeah. He, mm-hmm. Andy, and he could, mm-hmm. he, could visit me. He could visit me at my house. He could uh, stay over.
0: Mm-hmm. And why? And Andy, you?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right.
3: Andy, <laughs> You're mm-hmm. funny, Carton. And you funny, Cotton? You just me laughing. You, you gave me a laughing. Okay. You and- did- mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it, Cotton. And I you- love mm-hmm. it? Too. Okay. Yeah, what, were you, uh-huh. what you What do you think? Oh, what do you think about the Jets winning the Super Bowl next year? Uh, not going to Las Vegas.
0: you asking <laughs> me so that I answer. You're asking me so that you can answer. What
3: about Roberts? What about Roberts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want Evan to answer? Evan, go ahead. What's the question again? Uh, <laughs> I even know.
3: Man, that's kid, the Jets go play. Uh, what they call the Detroit
0: Lions in the Super Bowl? That is your prediction. Jets lions Super Bowl. You have yes? a prediction. Boy, by the way, and Aaron um, Rodgers gets to beat the Lions again. Great. There you go. Well there listen, we go. Mike, you're picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl on Sunday? Yeah, by three points. By three points. Okay. 20,
3: yeah, 27 to 20. No, 26 to 23.
0: Okay, that's three points. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough team. Let me ask you a question. How are they getting to 26 points? Oh, it's
3: going to be 23-23 with three, sec- three seconds left in the game. The guys going to hit it for the
0: field goal. Harrison Butker, game-winning field goal. Good night, Philly.
3: Yeah, no more Philly.
0: No brother you love will hear that. <laughs> not sure you just said there, but I love you for saying it. You no know, uh, my- you know, brother you love. He
3: mm-hmm. goes, oh, uh, brother love, team. Brother you love. They uh- don't show brother you love this. Sure hatred. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> you, brotherly love, yeah? Right. Yeah, they
0: sure, sure do. Sure, hatred. They're not. Ver- I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's
3: stupid. They're not they very. Mm-hmm.
0: A-
2: <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> I know, kind You get my brain all messed up already. <laughs> I still love you, though. You know I love you back, baby. You know that every Friday we talk, right? Yeah, that's great, right? For you, yes. <laughs> You guys are my buddies for a long time. We have been friends like for a long that, time. Yes, I like that guy who answers the phone too. He's pretty cool too. Who? Uh, Billy? Yeah, he's cool guy too.
0: He deserves a raise too, like you guys. Oh, deserves a raise. Well, you just spending our money like you uh, you're like it's yours. Look at that. Yeah, you all deserve a
3: raise. I got to tell Boomer. Boomer is in charge of everything. Is that right? Boomer's in charge
0: of who gets paid around here, huh?
3: Yeah, that's what he said, remember?
0: Oh, yeah, well, he says a lot of things. Uh, Let me ask you this question, all right? By the way, did he work today, or did he take another day off? I heard him today. He sounded fine, just like Rosenberg showed up today. today. Uh, He sounded great, right? Yeah, not sick at all. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you a question, all right? Does Boomer Esiason belong in the Hall of Fame? Yes, of course. Yes, he agree.
3: almost beat the Super Bowl team. He almost beat the Super Bowl team. Yep. They got ripped off. Cincinnati got ripped off with well, the 49ers.
0: I mean, he didn't throw any touchdowns in the game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, yeah, at least, he, at least he went to
0: the Super Bowl. I mean, I've mean, i been to 12 of them.
3: <laughs> I've been to <laughs> three of them. I mean, geez, what does that mean? <laughs> Look at Zach Thomas. Look at He didn't
0: go to the Super Bowl. No, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> so All right, kiddo. You have- I love you. I call mm-hmm. you Monday.
3: I call
0: you Monday. No, no, we have a deal. You call on Fridays, okay? Yeah, Fridays are good days for me, too. Yeah, that's what I thought. So we're going to keep this up on Fridays. We're not on Mondays, though, okay? And Rob, it's
3: a good night. Rob, it's enjoy your vacation with your wife and thank the kids.
0: You. It's not really a vacation. It's like a day and a half, but thank okay. you. I appreciate it. All right, Mike. It. You be good. Say hi be- to your family, okay?
3: Yeah, every Things Day is Las Vegas. Things in Las Vegas, right? <laughs>
0: Uh, yes, that's yes, true,
3: yes. Yes, I agree. What he said is
0: everything that happens in Las Vegas stays in Las oh,
3: Vegas. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, don't tell anybody about you going down because it's going to stay in Las Vegas. Well, he's going with I'm his not... wife,
0: so he's all good. No problems, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's of the honeymoon, The honeymoon. Yeah, well, you know, they're hoping to do a little swinging while they're out there, but Tommy and his wife <laughs> yeah, are staying that's
3: home. Okay. I would, that's okay. That's what my <laughs> husband and wife do. That's what right.
0: husband. Right, mm-hmm. A husband and wife does right. That's right. As long as they consent to it, everyone's on uh, the same page. It's all good, right? Yeah, I can't. I bet uh, you. Did you and your wife ever go swinging or no? I don't have a wife. I had a kitty cat. Oh, did you and your kitty cat ever go (laughs) swinging? No.
3: My cat likes watching football games with me. You didn't go
0: walk around town looking for any stray cats?
3: <laughs> nah, No, <laughs> my is a cat from... <laughs> is a good cat. I know. She likes, I... the... She likes the Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah? What's the cat's name? Yeah. Ophelia. Ophelia. Oh, you like Shakespeare. Okay. I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. That. Feels. You, know yeah. the, you know the story of Ophelia, right? Or no? No, not really. Not really. My brother told me about it. <laughs> well, did you ever see the movie Trading Places? Yeah. I Well, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is Ophelia, which is a character How from, uh, from uh, Hamlet.
3: Oh, yeah. I like Jamie Curtis, the
0: pretty lady. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Do you know the yeah. story of Ophelia, what she's all about, or no?
3: Not really. I'm not here. I not know what's nice. I didn't know about Philly. Some people told me about her.
0: If I'm not mistaken, Ophelia gets Hamlet killed. She accuses oh, him why? of uh, trying to take advantage of her. That's not nice. No. That's, not nice. that's who your cat's named after. In any event, listen, I love you, buddy. Say hi to your brother, and we'll talk yeah. on Friday,
3: okay? And that I promise I promise the Jets go be everybody Next
0: year. Except for the Lions, you said, right? Yeah,
3: no, the Jets go beat the Lions in the Super Bowl.
0: Great. All right,
3: we'll talk on Friday, okay, pal? Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Bye right, bye. We'll All right. Hey, thanks.
0: Okay. Hey. All right, bye bye. Okay, there you go. That was fun. That's a big Mike in Vermont, good man, Mike, and his, his brother's name is Bob, and they're uh, the good dude. Jets Lions Super Bowl next year. If that happens, he gets hired to do midday. Oh, 100%. Middays. They were, was already a midday show. You're going add a third person? I apologize. You're right. You're right. I totally apologize. <laughs> I only said it because I saw Brandon today, but he was wearing your Gap shirt with the Astro stripes on it. Yeah. And I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big Yankee fan wearing an Astro shirt. Looked a lot better on him than you. Well, I mean, look at me. <laughs> what looks good on me? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Fair point. I mean, I don't have a long list of things, that's 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Now, more of your calls coming right up as we get ready for Super Bowl 57. At 6 o'clock, we'll give you picks. You get all the guys' uh, prop wagers and uh, whatever else you guys want to do for the Super Bowl. You know Bowl. what prop I saw, and you're going to lose. I want to make this clear. It's a prop that you won't win, but I find it kind of funny. I've gotten into this scorigami thing. Yes, a scorigami is when it's a score that's never happened before. So every football game on Sundays, there's a Twitter account that will tell you, like, early in the game, here's the odds of this game becoming a scorigami just based on the score. And I always find it fascinating. I'd say it's like once a year there's a game <clears> that hits a scorigami, a score that's never happened before. And so there's a bet that you can place on, will the Super Bowl be a score-gami? Okay. Of course, it's not going to be. But I always find the scorigami thing kind of fun. So I may bet on that. So the wager is you bet X that it's a scorigami of any score? Any score that has never occurred and in what are the, the history odds on that? of the there NFL. be pretty significant odds on uh, Let me see what they like were. Like, the top of my head, 1,500 to 1. 1,500 to 1? One? Yeah. Top hundred to 1? 1500, one? 1,500 to 1. Yeah said, can you explain that about her to me? Fifteen hundred to one. 1 fifteen hundred to one, like it's a long shot. Like I bet a dollar and I win fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Yes. No
1: That's way. Look it up. So would that be fifteen thousand? No,
0: you're saying I can bet ten dollars and win fifteen thousand um, dollars? You asked me to take a guess. You're going to be way off. All right, I'll be way off. I have to find it, but I think it was like seventeen to one. No, it's got be more than that. Telling you. 17 to 1? Yeah, let me find it. I had it before. It's, it's just you are throwing your the, money down the toilet. The other, one
1: is, the other one is the octopus. What's the octopus? The octopus. The, is there going to be an octopus in the game? Apparently yes. the octopus is the same player scores a touchdown and then the ensuing two point conversion.
0: Thus <laughs> the eight points. Thus the eight octopus. Points. I, I don't know. That's another one. You're going to yes. lose, but <laughs> 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 like you just have to know going in. You yeah, donated um, your money right there. But the octopus cannot include the quarterback. Cannot include. Oh, is that the quarterback? true? Yeah. It's got to be either. Uh, Why? A, unless the quarterback's the guy that runs it in. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. No, but passing he, doesn't but, count. No. No,
0: no. What I'm saying is. It's got to be the person who scores Let's say Jalen Hurts scores the touchdown. Running it in. And then he throws the two point conversion yeah, no, at Dallas count. Goddard. Doesn't no. count. No, because that's. You've got to be the guy that runs it in yeah. or receives it and then does it for the two point conversion. Correct. Yes. And it's called an octopus because that's eight points, and octopus has eight legs, tentacles. No legs.
1: No, they don't call them legs. No, they do. It's
0: squids have tentacles. Octopus have legs. There's a difference. Sure. (laughs) Now they look similar to me. I'm with you, but yeah, the squid has tentacles. The octopus has uh, hooves. Has hooves? At the end of his legs. Right. But they're called. uh, Some people call them pods, but they're really called uh, legs. Anyway, I can't find the odds. I apologize. I, it's got to be more than 17 to 1, dude. I thought that's what I saw earlier today right. I was looking well, at it. I can't find favor. it. I'm sorry. That's an irrational wager that you're going to lose. Why not just take your money, put it in an envelope, and send it to a homeless shelter? <laughs> you're probably right. I mean, it's better you're going to lose it. You might as well you get good use out, out of it. the is a rare thing. Right. So and even w- some scores that you it's like, think. It's like you think you're going to win the billion-dollar lottery. You're not. Right. Right? But everybody plays it because what if I'm the guy? And someone is the guy. I get it. But on that one, take your 50 bucks, put it in an envelope, and send it to a charity that you like supporting. Yeah.
1: There's actually some scores that are out there where you're like, really? That's never happened before? I think I'm seeing it's plus 2000 Oh, so that's is that right? I said $1,500. That's Well, that's a, not not fifteen to $1. I meant to $1. I, you're right. right. I, I so said it the a, wrong way. Betting hundred, So it's would even worse than, you, than what I said. Betting 100 would win you 2000
0: Right. So there you go. I said 1500 It's higher than that. Like 25 well, you, to 9? No, I, I misspoke when I one. said to 1. Yeah. It's based on 100. That's on me. 25 to 9 has never happened. That would be a scorigami. That's not that crazy. Now, let me ask this this dumb question. Yeah. Is it a Super Bowl scorigami? No, no, Or just no, an no, NFL no. scorigami? NFL score-agami. Got it. So, of uh, the history of the NFL, since they kept records, yeah. it can't so be one of those. There's a website called nflscoreagami.com and they have a chart. Don't tell me, that, tell, tell me that website, they're millionaires, gonna, and that's going to be a problem. Well, I'm sorry, what? Tell me the guys that started that website are well off. They probably are. And uh, it's going to be like, I'm gonna, that's it, right? You know how I became a multimillionaire? <laughs> I, I started NFLscoreagami.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go anyway. It's go actually ahead. real, but there's scores that you see, like, 32 14 has never happened. That sounds like a score that would have happened. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, 32-14 30, have ever happened in the history of football? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to read the I chart. Think you're it, off on it that. Maybe 32-15. I think it's 32-15. That would seem more likely to have never happened, yeah. don't you think? 54-14, which is a blowout, has never happened. No, I can't. And I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to read the chart. Maybe I'm wrong. 36-8 <laughs> has never happened. I can tell you that. So you can. Uh, I think. If you go to Pro Football Reference, you can put in a score. And oh, you're right. Happened. You know what? You're right. Pro Football Reference has the entire By, list. by the way, 54-14 has happened. So you have there's the origami list? It was 1951. Does that count? Like, yeah. what's the cutoff date? No, ever. Oh, it's not just, like, since the merger? No, Or since the Super Bowl era? Yeah. Like, you can go back to uh, when it was an NFL championship. It wasn't yeah. known as the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's, okay. there's games that are, like, So 54-14 n- happened between the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Yankees uh september twenty eighth 1951. Right. so that would that would that would mean it's not a scorigami if it what, say that again if it happened in 1951 no, it can it happen yeah then it happened oh, of course yeah all right yeah, yeah as long as it's happened in the history of the NFL even if it's the early days of the NFL it happened but there's scores like two <clears> two <throat> happened 30- that's crazy but sure. it has four nothing has happened as odd as that may even sound. But then there were certain scores where you're like, really? That's never happened before? 32-15 has never happened. There there you go. That was what I said. I just looked it up. Now, 32-15, of course it could happen. Yeah. That's not crazy. Now, 32-16 has happened three times. How about that? So there you go. So anyway. All right. I I still think you should not waste your money, but that's me. I'm responsible. Here's uh. Okay. All right. I'm sorry.
1: I didn't that, realize my mic. No, I didn't realize my mic was still. Got outside. a little out
0: of order there yourself. Right. Don't worry. I've been working on my new Denzel Washington impersonation. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> Not so good, yeah, is it? No, I thought that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible nothing terrible. like it yeah. It's At worse all. than the one you ever okay, had. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. What do you okay, think, okay. think the most common final score in the history of okay, football is? All right. Okay. 23-17. Close. 20-17. to 17. <laughs> I'm, I mean. 282 times in the history of football. It's like I'm Superman, but I was born with kryptonite on my elbow. No, you said a different score, Craig. You didn't say 20 to 17. You said 23 to 17, which is which is the Which is 12th. essentially the right answer. No, it's not. That's the 12th most popular score in the history of football. It's essentially the right answer. You know what I would have guessed? I would have guessed 17-14. You would have been wrong. I would have been wrong. Third most in the history of football.
1: WFAN, WFAN WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan, The Boss. George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious Of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. We made it. We're
0: here. Super Bowl 57. It didn't feel this year as if there was like this long, arduous buildup, because I think we sort of forgot about the Super Bowl for a while. Because I I really honestly think Giants are in a Super Bowl, Jets are in a Super Bowl. I think we would be consumed with nothing but that and nothing but the game. But as excited as we all are to watch the Super Bowl, we're all going to watch it. You see the numbers, 115 million. I'm pretty sure every single person listening to our voices are going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't think we have sitting, we don't sit around for days pining for the game. The game will be fun. It'll be exciting. It's the end of football for a long time. But I don't think you spend two weeks just waiting for it to occur. Uh, I remember, though, years ago when the Giants were in their first Super um, Bowl. The undefeated Patriots season. Not their first Super Bowl, but obviously the first of that run. The Tom Coughlin, Eli Manning run. We were all down in Arizona for the Super Bowl, obviously. Big deal. We're consumed with everything. Remember the Spygate scandal had come out that week? Obviously, the Giants had this incredible run to get there. Nobody was giving the Giants a chance. And in the middle of all of this, the New York Mets traded for Johan Santana, which was a a huge deal. And it was so bizarre because that's a monster story. And here are the Giants in the Super Bowl. So that was an odd distraction. When it's not our team in it, the big story is just a big story that we're talking about. Oh, yeah, there happens to be a game on Sunday. So there was a trade this week. I prefer not to talk about it anymore. But that did distract us for a couple of days. But now we're set for the game. And we're set to make our final NFL picks of this season. It is very close between me and Big Mac because we both had quality weeks on championship week. Unfortunately, Falugi, uh, he fell flat on his face. He went 0 for 4 with his four uh, four picks. Did you know that, by the way, Big Mac, uh, that he was on court? I did
1: now. Thank you very much for telling me. Lugie didn't bring that this up This whole him. week I could have been throwing it in his face. I had no idea. I forgot all about it. Oh for 4, huh, you say?
0: Oh, well, here's, here are his picks. You tell yeah. me. He took the over on Joe Burrow uh, touchdown passes. Oh, yeah, that's a loss. One and a half. That's a loss. He took George Kittle receiving yards, 47 and a half,
1: Took the over on that. You need a quarterback for that to happen. <laughs>
0: they weren't attempting passes. Yeah. That's a loss. He took the Bengals, so did I, plus a point and a half. That's a loss. And he took the Niners getting two and a half. That's a loss. So if you add all that up. One, two, three, four. Oh, and four. Oh, and four. You, on the other hand, were two and two. I were two and two for very different reasons. I took the Eagles, got a win. You took the Niners, got a loss.
1: I took Cincinnati, and I, I thought the Bengals were going to
0: kill them. Yes, so. you
1: did. Soul taking. And... Yeah. Did you go that far? Did you go into the soul taking yeah,
0: business? Yeah, I, I think I went to the soul taking thing. Yeah, okay. Didn't work for me. No. I apologize, but you know what? You win some, you lose some. I I, I don't know if you know, but I nailed the Durant trade.
1: (laughs) I I saw. I saw. That does not make me feel better. You did not see Tarasenko coming,
0: though. (laughs) No, I didn't get that one. You did
1: not see that one coming.
0: Uh, I got Cincinnati wrong. You got Kansas City right. I took Jalen Hurts under on rushing yards. Got it right. You took the over on the Chief Bengal game. Got that wrong. I took the over on Burrow. Touchdown passes. Got it wrong. You took over on rushing yards for Miles Sanders at 51 and a half. You got it right. So as we go to Super Bowl week, Lugie has a record of 6 and 9. Nice. Big Mac hmm. has a record of 8 and 7. And I have a record of 9 and 6. But... Even Lugie's going to have a chance to pull it off in the postseason because what we're going to do is we're not only going to pick the game, we're then going to each make four props. So there'll be five picks to make as we
2: get to the Super Bowl. Uh, any excuse for your embarrassment, Lugie? Well, I, You know what, I'm trying to be the bigger person here and take the L like a man, but if you're going to continue to needle me. But again, I'm not going to do what Big Mac would do in this spot. I went over for 4, but there's reasons I went over for 4, and he would give them. But I'm not going to do that. Kittle, we all know, was a brutal beat. The Bengals got screwed. This is a conspiracy against me. The 49ers got screwed. They didn't have a freaking quarterback in the second half. And what was the other one? Oh, Burrow. Hayden Hurst dropped an open touchdown pass. That would have hit. I should have been 4-0. But I'm not going to make excuses because I'm not an excuse maker. Back to you.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to try to go when I'm in Vegas and explain away my Nets Eastern Conference championship pick and say, well, how did I know Kyrie was going to demand a trade? And we'll see if they give me something it's for not, it. it.
1: It's not over yet.
0: You got, did you see them last night? You got a chance. <laughs> Don't start with you me. You got a chance. Don't start with me. All right, let's make our picks for the Super Bowl. They're brought to you by Total Orthopedics, the experts at getting you back to being you, by TakingVegas.com. Winning is great. Taking Vegas is everything. Buy Wise Snacks. Find your favorite Wise Snacks in your local retailer today and keep living life wisely and driven by your local Mazda dealer. So I, I want to be wrong. I want to make that clear. I think I've proven that I'm not one of those hosts that just need to be right and say, I was right, I was right. Look, sometimes you want to be right about things you like, but you don't want to be right about things that you don't want to see occur. I don't want to see the Philadelphia Eagles win a second Super Bowl in the last five years. I don't want that. Not in a year where the Phillies won the pennant. Not in a year in which the Sixers may come out of the East. Not in any year do I want to see a championship banner raised in the city of Philadelphia. The problem is I think it's going to happen. And while Craig has made all the excuses in the world, what quarterbacks have they beaten? What teams have they beaten? They're not that good. Jalen Hurts hadn't won a playoff game till this year. Whatever lame excuse you want to come up with. The reality is, over the last two games they've played in the postseason, they haven't looked better. They've looked far better. And I mentioned this last week with the Niners stuff. I don't want to hear about the quarterback. Because the Niners had a top-ranked defense, and the Philadelphia Eagles offense had no problem marching down the field numerous times. So the Eagles recently have looked invincible. Are they facing a step-up in competition with Patty Mahomes and this experienced Chiefs team? Of course. But the Eagles feature a pass rush that was historically good. They feature a defensive line that is tremendous. They feature a team that has awesome linebackers. Corners that aren't even asked to cover for very long because they get such a pass rush, but they can. And they also feature an offensive line that not only was the best offensive line in football, when you dig deeper at some of the numbers, it's one of the great offensive lines we've seen in a long time. And I don't care if, well, that's why Jalen Hurts is successful. See, he's not that good. You can put any quarterback in there. Those discussions are irrelevant. He's the quarterback. It's working. They're good. The other concern I have is about Mahomes. And I had that a few weeks ago with Cincinnati. And, look, one thing we have to admit, as great as Mahomes is, and he's great, and he can overcome this injury that he's been dealing with, he's not 1,000%. He's not 100% healthy. And when he's going to be chased around – by a pass rush that was historically good at sacking the quarterback last week. That's not good for Pat Mahomes. So I think the Eagles are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win this game going away. And in conjunction with that, I think it's a low-scoring game. We saw what happens when Mahomes gets chased around a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl against Tampa. I don't think the Eagles are holding them to nine points necessarily, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and the Eagles are going to cover. So those are my first two picks. Philly laying the point in half. And the under on this game, which is at 50 and a half, which is an awfully high number. I think they will be under that by a safe margin. That's pick one and pick two. Let's get to pick three. Kenneth Gainwell, over the last three weeks, the week 18 game against the Niners, where he rushed for a very modest 35 yards. Then against the Giants, a buck 12 in the postseason. And then last week or two weeks ago against the Niners, again, big part of the offense rushed for 43 yards. I say that because his number on rushing yards is 19 and a half. I think Kenneth Gainwell has shown over the last few weeks, and Nick Sirianni has shown us he's much more involved in this offense. They'll be able to run the football. The Chiefs' numbers against the run have been good all year, but I wonder how good they are if you take away that game against Tampa where they rushed for two yards in total. So give me the over on Kenneth Gainwell rushing yards, which sits at 19 and a half. Speaking of rushing yards, I have a tough time seeing Mahomes... Make a lot of plays with his legs because, again, I don't think he's fully healthy. So the number they set up for Mahomes is sitting at 19 and a half. I'll take the under on that one. And my final pick will be Travis Kelsey's receiving yards, which is at 79 and a half. In more than, I think it's about 70% of the playoff games he's played, he has caught for more than 80 yards. So I think he's going to be the safety blanket for Mahomes. We saw that in the Tampa game, too, from a few years ago in the Super Bowl. I think he had like 14 catches in that game, 13 catches, whatever it was. It was an absurd number. So I'll take the over on receiving yards for Kelsey, which is at 79-and-a-half. So here are my picks. The Eagles minus a point-and-a-half. The under at 50-and-a-half. Over on rushing yards with Kenneth Gainwell at 19 and a half. The under on rushing yards with Patty Mahomes at 19 and a half. And the over on receiving yards with Travis Kelsey at 79 and a half. Those are my picks for the Super Bowl. Lugie, take it away.
2: All right, Evan, I'm going to start with the props. And I agree with you on Travis Kelsey. Future Hall of Famer. Guy's a dog. And he's Patrick Mahomes' go-to guy and a guy that plays even better than in the big spots. The Eagles defense is great. We know that. Two lockdown corners. An excellent pass rush. But they're weak over the middle of the field. With the receivers banged up, I think Mahomes looks for Kelsey often. I think he gets double-digit catches and cruises over the 79.5 receiving yards. You like Gainwell over your rushing yards. There's another guy in that backfield. A guy I hate. A guy all Giant fans hate. And I am convinced that Nick Sirianni and the Eagles are trolling Giant fans constantly with Boston freaking Scott. And they will go out of their way. As Giant fans are sitting there on Super Bowl, they are going to say, let's give the ball to Boston Scott a few times. Let's try to get him in the end zone. I'm going to take his over-rushing yards. Eight and a half. He could get that on one rush. My third prop, Jarek McKinnon, the running back for the Chiefs, over receiving yards, 20 and a half. He's been quiet for so much in the uh, postseason here, but he was hot down the end of the season. To me, with that Eagles pass rush, Mahomes is gonna wanna get the ball out of his hands quickly. What better way to get it to a running back, a playmaker, McKinnon over receiving yards, 20 and a half. And my final prop is Chris Jones. The great pass rusher for the Chiefs, who's been hot in the postseason. He's been great over the last couple weeks, racking up multiple sacks. I think he gets one here. His number is .25, so if he gets a half a sack or over, this hits. So give me Chris Jones over .25 sacks. Give me Travis Kelsey over 79.5 receiving yards. Give me Jarek McKinnon over 20.5 yards receiving. Boston Scott over 8.5 yards receiving. And then there's the game. You're right, Ev. The Eagles are great. They're great on both sides of the ball. They've had an unbelievable season. They own the Giants. I'll admit that. But I'll say this. There's no freaking way, as a Giant fan, I am going to pick the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. I can't do it. I searched my soul. I could not do it. And I get Patrick Mahomes, and I get Andy Reid in a revenge spot. So give me the Chiefs, plus one and a half, to take down the Eagles on Super Bowl Sunday. Big Matt.
1: Oh, this Giant fan's going all in on picking the Eagles, because I hope I jinxed them. I'm going to pull an Evan here. I think the Eagles are just a better football team. As much as I love Mahomes over Hurts, and Hurts kind of scared me the way he played in the first half against the Niners, I just think at the line of scrimmage in both matchups, offense, defense, defense, offense, no matter how you look at it, they're better in the trenches in every way. And I think that's how a lot of these games end up going. And I think the Eagles are a better football team. So give me them minus one and a half. Easy. I also agree with Evan. And all my picks here are going to go in the direction of how I think this game has to be won. And the Eagles are the only way the Eagles lose is if it's a back and forth. Mahomes going down the field. The Eagles have to come back, go down the field. They could find themselves in a shootout and lose that football game. So it's going to be under because that's not going to happen. I think it's going to be a much harder go of it for the Chiefs. I think uh, Evan used nine points. I think it'll be somewhere around 14 to 17 points. Give me the under at 50 a half. The other thing I love here is the Eagles to win the first half. It's minus 124, but the Eagles, including the postseason, have won 16 games this year in 14 of those wins, they've won the first half. The two they lost, the Texans and the Colts. When they want to get up for a football game, it comes out quick. I think they're going to take control of this game early. I think they're going to win the first half like they've done 14 of their 16 other wins. Give me the Eagles to win the first half. I also think Mahomes is going to throw a pick in this game. I got it pretty much even money, minus 108 for a, uh, a pick from Mahomes. I think they're going to get after him. I think he's going to uh, Lukey said, get rid of the ball quickly. Mahomes doesn't do that a lot, especially if they're down in this game. He's going to do whatever on that. You know, ankle that I think is going to be better than it was a couple weeks ago. He's going to do whatever to keep plays alive. He's going to throw into tight windows. He's going to make a mistake. The Eagles are going to turn him over. He's going to throw a pick. And I also think that leads to him and the rushing over. I disagree with Ev. 19 and a half. I think he goes over on the rushing yards trying to make plays. I think they're going to dare him to run. They're going to come at him up the middle. He's going to try and make plays. I think you're going to see a bunch of five-yard runs in third and four and six-yard runs on third and five. I think he's going to try and use that angle in this game to get some first downs. So give me the over Mahomes, 19 and a half. Throw a pick. Eagles win the first half, under 50 and a half, and the Eagles obviously minus one and a half.
0: You know, athletes are treated very, very differently, I think, based on, like, if we like them or not. Like, look at the way LeBron James is treated versus Steph Curry. Like, there's just a different tone in the way they're talked about. I bring that up because Patrick Mahomes is beloved. Like, everybody loves Patrick Mahomes. I like Patrick Mahomes. I got, I got no issue with him. If Big Mac and I are right, and Mahomes and the Chiefs lose this game, that would mean that Patrick Mahomes has lost two Super Bowls. That would mean Patrick Mahomes has also lost two AFC Championship games in his own building. At what point would Mahomes start to get that irrational heat of, well, you know, he's got that one Super Bowl, but oh, he's lost a lot of big games. Yeah. We haven't heard that yet. We didn't even hear it last year, and I thought that was a stunning home AFC championship loss to Cincinnati. I do wonder, and I hope we don't find out because I want him to win, and I want the Chiefs to win, if losing this game, a second loss in the Super Bowl, would actually start that kind of heat on Mahomes that other elite-level quarterbacks have faced throughout their career.
1: Well, he did the one thing that I think helps him a little bit and buys him time is he won the first one. He did. When you win the first one, it's easier to tolerate losing the next couple, uh, so I don't disagree with you. It, the conversation might start if he were one. If he were one and one right now, and he lost the first one, I think it's it's almost oh now he's you know. But he won that first one, and so the immediate oh he can't win the big game goes away.
0: But you know what happens? Even when you win one early, yeah, eventually, like Aaron Rodgers won one early. That's true. He did. Now he didn't. He's get never been back, back though. Correct. He didn't yeah. get back to one. Yeah. But he won a Super Bowl very early. And he got it out of the way, which was good, and it bought him time. But eventually, Aaron Rodgers started to take
2: the heat. I also think it depends on how he loses the game. Like, if it's a shootout and Hurts just goes crazy, or the Eagles just pound them with the run and Mahomes plays great, he just beat Joe Burrow. Like, that was a mountain to climb on one leg. So I think that buys him a loss. I really do. I think getting over that Burrow hump there, banged up, hurt, and then plays great in this game and they lose, I think he gets a little bit... Honestly, I think you know where the heat will go? Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. Not beating beating the Eagles. That means more, I think, to Andy Reid's legacy than it does Mahomes, because Mahomes is going to get back to this game, in theory.
0: Andy Uh, Reid has never lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, It's only three games uh, early after he left, 2013, 2017, and then 2021. So it's not a huge sample size, but when he has faced his former team... He's at least three for three and 3-0. and I don't know if it matters, because remember, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs got beaten soundly by Tampa Bay, and the story after that game was, ah, it's not his fault. Offensive line betrayed him. It was.
2: was, The O-line was a a major issue. No, I get that point. But now, now, to your point, Ev, we'll see how he looks on that ankle. If he looks fully healthy and both lines are playing great and he doesn't play well, then it's on him more. But to me, this is more about Andy Reid. If he doesn't get it done here, another big loss against the Eagles of all teams, that's a tough one.
0: Coming up. Lugie's got the bridge show. Keith will be on for five hours. Big Mac after that at midnight. Craig will be on at 9.30 a.m. with Hello, My Name is Craig. I'm out for one more Saturday. Joe will be solo at 10 a.m. Because I'm going to Vegas, baby. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm going to lose money, and I'm going to watch Adele, which what we, is essentially the what we, same thing. I know we,
1: your Saturday night and Sunday are booked. What's tonight? What's, What's the, the first thing you do when you get there? Sleep. No, come on.
0: I'm getting on a plane late at night. I'm landing in Vegas at like 2 a.m. New York time. That's perfect. You think I'm walking down in the casino and playing blackjack?
1: Yeah. That's I'm what I'd be doing. i went to the hotel room. Oh, okay. I,
0: I, I didn't imply that. I'm yeah, just saying Yeah, well, you implied that.
1: you heavily implied.
0: <laughs> trust me, that ain't happening. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I'm
1: not even kidding. Yeah, it probably, it probably happens on the airport. <laughs> wow. You two kids can't keep your hands off each other. Hello? Anyhow,
0: enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Craig and I will be back together Monday at 2 o'clock.